Hello and welcome to the GemCast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight and I am joined by Aline Sims, formerly of the Less Than or Equal podcast, and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In Season 3, Episode 10, A Change of Heart, when Minx has a near-death experience, she decides to change her attitude and become kind and helpful, much to the dismay of Riot and Rapture. She sets out to do all kinds of good deeds for Rio, Jerica, Jem, and the rest of the holograms to make up for her past bad behavior. Unfortunately, the new mix turns out to be much more trouble than the old one. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime Synergy! Episode 63 is written by Christy Marks. Thank you, Christy, for returning. Thank Christy you. Christy Marks. Christy Marks. <laughs> well, someone's happy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, Christy Marks. Well, this episode opens at an electronic trade show with uh, Rio and Jerica checking out some synthesizers. I didn't know Rio was such a synth nerd. Well, Rio loves all sorts of things that are gadgety. But what's really cool about this is I was like, wow. They, they're at CES. <laughs> yeah. All about that. yeah. It's yeah. actually kind of awesome. And we see Minx checking out some synths, and a salesman is trying to, well, I think he's into her and she's into him. That much is clear. It has a whole one megabyte of RAM. <laughs> no, I think that was like, not, not even the no. RAM. That was the storage. That was no, the storage yes. capacity. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And she's pretty much like, talk to me dirty. <laughs> Minx loves the the gadgets and technologies. I gotta say, I was uh, I was looking for this to be a pretty disappointing thing, where because at the beginning, uh, Jerica and Rio, Jerica, yeah, it's Jerica and Rio are looking at the synthesizer and the sales guys, you know, talking, and and Jerica's like, I don't understand any of this, and I was like, oh, and she's like, I'm gonna go check out the business computers. I was like, okay. Okay, we're we're doing okay. <laughs> right, she's like, I'm gonna go to the the IBM ThinkPad booth. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then we we get Minx, you know, checking out the synthesizers, and pretty soon she gets over here to Rio, you know, and decides to check out other booths and makes her way to Rio. And of course, she starts flirting with Rio because God only knows why the women on the show flirt with Rio. I know <laughs> it's really weird, and it's like, oh my God, <laughs> that. That whatever he's wearing, I, Regine designed that. Like that's all I could think is that oh, Regine no. designed his outfit for this episode. And I'm like, Regine, stop. But also, what I find like really frustrating about this whole Rio obsession is that um, Minx is about to let it go. She's like, whatever that guy. And Rapture's like, he's the only man that you've never been able to get. And I'm like, first of all, that cannot be true. Like, no, yes, I don't believe that. Right. And I'm like, you know, yes. Minx is like a pretty lady with long blonde hair and pretty ladies with long blonde hair traditionally usually tend to get what they want but literally Rio cannot be the only man who's had a girlfriend who Minx has tried to mac on but whatever and it's like it has this whole thing where I feel like the show is trying too hard to make Rio seem like the most exceptional man in the world you know like uh you know, there are all these women throwing themselves at Rio, but Rio only loves one woman who's also two women and he loves both of them. But let's not think about that right now because what he doesn't love is Minx. Truth. I hate him. But, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He is awful. Minx figures out a way to actually get Rio to talk to her, which I was like, that's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Talk about nerdy synth stuff that he's actually interested in. And she's like, oh, I've built synthesizers. I'm like, yes! Win! Girls win Except on when the Jericho show. Walks I love in, it. She's like, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, they are together, though. Right. Yeah, and he tries the, to make that very obvious. Right. But the, the thing is, the thing that I really love about it is that his first reaction is to be like, oh, but, but, oh, uh. no, he really is like, oh, Jerrica, you should see this. Minx has been telling me about how she built synthesizers. And he's like sincere about it. And I was like, oh, I, that wasn't OK. Because I haven't watched this episode in a really long time because I get very upset by the end. And so I didn't remember that interaction. But, you know, his first interaction isn't to, like, be super, like, paranoid about Jerrica. His first reaction is to be like, no, no, I want to explain to you what's going on because this is cool. Yeah. But then, of course, Mix ruins it. Jerrica seems to be a bit jealous, though. Right. But then like, he doesn't, a little too easily, though. Well, yeah, she doesn't. You know, that's like, she doesn't but, trust like, he him. doesn't respond to her jealousy with defensiveness. Right. But then Minx has to ruin it all. The being like, let's have lunch together. It's like, oh, Jesus, woman. Mm-hmm. You, you don't even know how to seal the deal. Like, just. And then, of course, he's like, uh, I have a lady. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. He rebuffs her again. He's like, you know, I'm still not available. No. I kind of feel bad for her. She's so. I don't know. Is desperate the wrong I don't word? Think she's... I mean. I, I don't or maybe think she's just infatuated. I think that she's used to, she's a very pretty woman and she's a very talented woman and a very smart woman. And I think she is used to being able to um, attract any man that she wants. And so when she can't, right. So when she can't, um, she sees it as a challenge. Um, but no, I don't, I just, I don't feel bad for her. I just kind of wish she would take the hint. Kind of the same as if there were a guy constantly coming. Well, <laughs> if there were a guy constantly coming up to Jerrica and hitting on her, I would be like, "Dude, you gotta stop." But I do that with Riot, so you know, <laughs> you know. So it's just it's kind of the just the gender reversal of that situation, I guess. And in many ways, Minx is a lot like Riot in the way that. You know, she sees it as a challenge. You know, somebody, she wants somebody and they're they're not interested. So it becomes a great challenge. And the same like how Riot constantly pursues Jem, which you see in the next scene here at this celebrity beach bash. You know, he, Riot runs up to Jem and puts, you know, oh my God. puts his arm around her. And he, he doesn't, doesn't let up either. Just... He does not let up. Right in front of Rio, he has no no issues but, with hitting on her. Right well, in front of her boyfriend, and also he's got he balls. I'll say like that. He waits until Lindsay comes over with her camera to, and then he's like, "Oh, Jem, I hope you weren't waiting for me long." As if she was waiting, like as if she was even there with him, and she's just like, "Excuse me, what? Waiting for you? Who the hell are you, sir? Do I know you, sir? Security." And it's nice to see that the misfits are back in this yeah, for episode. a brief minute. But, but once again, it's like pizzazz being like get your hands off my man i'm like great and what's really frustrating about this thing with pizzazz is that he very clearly is not your man does not want you like Mm -hmm. girl girl get it together i think minx riot and uh pizzazz deserve each other that should be the threesome that should be the show's threesome is them (laughs) yeah 
I, I'm sure somebody has drawn it. Rule 34, <laughs> right? Probably. So speaking of uh, pizzazz, she pushes Jem and says, get out of my way, which leads us to the song of this episode, which is a repeat from the Misfits. Get out of my way. That's her, that's her modus operandi. That's it's just her, out that's of my what way. she lives out by. Out of my way. Yeah. Or out of so, my way. Okay. I mean, I liked this song fine the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and this is like a first season song. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, I feel like I didn't want this song right here, not only because it was a repeat, but also I was like, can we get something, can, can we get possess something to do other than this? Like mm-hmm. anything but this. Because this is sad. Yeah, I have um, in all caps, the misfits are back. But why are they arguing about Riot? Like, of all the Wait, things. Of all the things. Ugh, just give it up. Give it up. Um, the one thing that I thought was kind of funny in this video, uh, where, like, Riot is chasing Jem, and Pizzazz is chasing Riot, and Jem, and all the chasing around, and, like, dealing with all the people on the beach, is that we see the limp lizards try to take pictures on the beach and they're interrupted by all the chasing. A lot is interrupted by all the chasing. Yeah, the limp lizards. They've made, Several. like, how many appearances no, 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 like, have they had in the show? In, in general, like, two? It's great. Three, maybe? Oh, really? A handful. I don't okay. know. I don't know who they signed Did, did they ever sign with the Stingers music? They still only had I mean, one song. How many though? other bands are on that bill? Broken I mean, geez. Giant building. Yeah, I mean, th- this is one of those misfit song that it's it's fine. It's not my favorite. Yeah, it's but a fine song. It just I didn't find it offensive or anything. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Well, There's it's not a bunch of ridiculous. The music like, video is just them at the beach. Slash Jerica hiding. Being she jerks. becomes a holographic surfboard at she one ch- point, and, right, I was and like, then she changes holograms right in front of them. Everybody. And, yeah. Oh my god. It, yeah, it doesn't count. It really doesn't. Because like when at the end of the music video, they're still standing where they were before. And Jem is just like, if you want Riot, you can have him. And so they're doing that. And then Minx is like, oh, my next plan for getting to Rio is to come over to him and ask him to have lunch with me, which I've already asked him. And he said no. And But he's going to say yes this time because of things and reasons. Ugh. Ugh. And then, of course, he's just like, no. And... And he tells her, he's like, I'm not available. And then she's like, I don't need you. I don't need anybody. And she's running down the beach. And Rapture's like, oh, she's like, shut up. I'm going for a swim. Now, here's the thing. She goes for a swim. Does she know how to swim? I feel like she doesn't actually know how to swim. I, I like oh, her, yeah. uh, her bathing outfit, outfit, by the way. Oh, yeah. That they're, golden they're black. Ongoing, I thought it was yeah. a pretty cool design. I mean, Minx goes well, out does and does something Why stupid. Why are they having this party on a beach with an undertow where people shouldn't swim? And more importantly, why are they having that party on a beach with an undertow and no lifeguard? Yep. You have, if there is a sign, and that's a sketchy sign. Like, that sign looks like it was put up by, like, bums or something. And they were like, oh, no, we lost too many of us in the undertow out here. Somebody better make a handwritten sign that says, don't go out there. But, like, yeah, like, if, if it's such a dangerous undertow, there should be lifeguards. Yeah, and the size of that wave, by the way, is just preposterous. Yeah. Like, uh, come on, really? That close to shore, right. a giant like, wave it, suddenly appears? 
the weather i mean i mean i, I don't know about that uh, i don't really buy it but anyways it's an excuse for uh to set up this whole plot for the rest of this episode because minx is drowning and Rio goes out to save her after being dragged by Rapture. And of course, at first he's like, no, this is, if this is some kind of sick joke, like we're done, but it's not. And so he has to go out and, and grab her, pulls her to safety, uh, to shore and gives her mouth to mouth and she's revived. This is what I, that's why I was questioning whether or not she could actually swim because, okay, there's an undertow. Well, did Rio magically make the undertow disappear with his bare chest? Like I don't. That's the power of you know, his he purple swam hair. Out the same undertow. He's got he's, <laughs> yeah. I his hair has too. magical properties. Oh, I thought that was oh, canon. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like Aquaman. He can talk to the uh, talk to the sea. You talk to the ocean and be like, "Ocean, stop drowning this lovely girl. Thank you." And the sea's like, "All right." You think Jericho was happy about that mouth to mouth? Whatever. He was saving her life. Yeah, I enjoy. I how also noticed all... that nobody else did it. Yep, they're all standing there watching as Rhea gives her mouth to mouth. I did notice, though, I thought it was a nice touch that Kim, as soon as the mouth to mouth starts, that Kimber kind of turns her head and looks at everyone else, like looking awkward. I didn't. I'm thinking. Did you notice that? No, I did notice that because, like, all the holograms have these interesting reaction shots where they're just like, um, um, what's going on? And I'm like, he's giving her mouth to mouth, ladies. Like, let's just calm down. Calm down, yeah. And by the way, that was a very, once she comes to, that is a very fast turnaround. Like she is, she she had this near death experience and she's like, oh, from now on, from this day forth, well, I mean, I'm going to be nice show to you it, and I'm going to make I'm up sure for all my... I'm sure that makes his whole life really? pass flash in front of her eyes when she was out there drowning. Like she probably had, you know, some time when she was unconscious to like really just ponder how terrible she's been like she probably even thought all the way back to the third grade where she like shoved some girl off of a, like cliff or something she's like that's really terrible of me i need to make it up to people by giving them guns <laughs> as you do as you do so this is a obviously this is a big turning point for minx and she shows up at starlight mansion to talk to rio to offer her help uh, as he as he attempts to build this synthesizer, and she, it turns out she's extremely tech savvy. Is, but, but she's but great with electronics, this, which is really cool. She has a whole cool, conversation the with the stingers because you know she's sitting at her synthesizer, and they're like, "You should be in bed," and she's like, "No, I'm fine." She's like, "But oh, yes, I don't have time right. to sleep because," and then she's like, literally making a list of all the people that she's wronged in the past six months. <laughs> Just like I have time for all that. <laughs> right, so I, don't, I have to gonna, I have to make things up to be people, a long and they're list. like, "Uh, girl, stop!" And she's like, "No," and and they're like, "But, girl, stop!" Um, and then they sing a song about it. Isn't this where they sing the song about it? It is. Are you feeling all right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's patronizing. Yeah. This song is. Yeah. So, are you feeling all right? Like, okay, it is patronizing, but also it's kind of sweet in a way. Because basically yeah. they're asking about their friends like complete change of personality, which which can be very alarming when somebody like does a complete 180 and you're like, what? And and I like the song like as a song. And the video is really interesting because they're like, what are you doing? And and she like she keeps put like also it's like right is being like really creepy and grabbing her and stuff. She's always pulling away from him and being like, get away from me. And I don't know. But like I like the song. 
it has a good beat and you could dance to it. No. Do you think Ride is I a just sexual think predator? He's a jerk. No, I mean, he could probably, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. when he was on that island with Jim, I don't know. That just uh, like consent to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'd managed to block that. I'm confused because I've got I've got the episode going in the background here, and uh, I just went back to the scene at the beach, and then well, that, that music I, I don't video see does a music video here. Are you sure? Maybe I'm misremembering it when it come happens. Later on? It must come later on because she goes straight. Okay. I think it might come a little bit later on because they, 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 there's a practice session. Oh, okay. She's writing Didn't the list, and then she and okay. it kind of like right, right. goes so we, straight we to to Rio. But yeah, but she goes to Starlight Music to see Rio, and she she seems she does seem like very nice. Like you know, he's mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing here?" Blah, blah blah. And she's like, "No, no, I I really do want to help here. I brought some schematics. Girl makes draws her own schematics. Like, mm-hmm. That's so cool. I mean, it makes." You know, you find out in this episode that Minx is actually a really cool person, aside from all the other crap. And there's more more of that later on in this episode. She's she's pretty impressive, technically speaking. I don't know where she learned it. Obviously, she she picked it up somewhere. I don't know if she went to school or if maybe her father taught her. Or she learned from somebody else. Who knows? I guess it's not all that important. But uh, but Jerica pulls Rio aside here. And uh, I guess she's kind of concerned because, you know, she she knows how Minx has been. And it seems nobody really wants to sort of believe that she's turned a new leaf, right? Which I understand, mm-hmm. right? Like, maybe this is just, maybe she's putting it on to Your get close to, to Rio, right? That's that's an understandable concern, judging by her. This is true. Going but by Rio her, her was history. It's like, hey, she's been with me all afternoon and she hasn't made a pass. So maybe we should give her a chance. And then Minx like super hugs Jerrica. She's like, I'm so excited to come to your house and do things for you. Yay! I think it was a little obnoxious. Like her attitude is just, yeah, this is a bit, it's a bit too much. What do you think of Jerrica's all pink uh, suit? Well, there I mean, that's in that scene. Look, she's got a pink skirt and look, like a she's pink blazer. A woman. All she's pink. Supposed to wear a lot of so pink. much pink. Know. Barbie had an outfit like that. I remember. My Barbie, which was called Night and Day or Day to Night or something like that, they re they um, retconned her to be called CEO Barbie, but she, she wasn't called CEO Barbie. But anyway, that Barbie doll had an outfit very much like that. It was like a pink blazer and a pink skirt of the right length because she was a businesswoman mm-hmm. and like a cream colored top or something. And then a, a hat with, that was white with pink dots. So really, Jerrick is just dressing like a Barbie doll, which is appropriate seeing as how she's also a doll. So Minx is doing more good deeds. She so she shows up with some treats for the Starlight Girls and toys and water guns, which are toy ray and water guns. guns, but mostly ray guns. But she's like, I was so mean to them the last time I was here. I've decided to bring them candy, which I guess you know, quite honestly, that's I I feel like that's pretty appropriate. It's like, oh, they're mm-hmm. small children, and I want to be nice to them. Candy <laughs> and ice cream. <laughs> But then, of course, nobody ever supervised them. And this yep. is the thing. Like, nobody supervises their consumption of these treats. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, do you just allow them to eat whatever's in front of them all the time? Yeah, I have that note, too. Well, it's already been established that Jerrica isn't... She isn't that great of a caregiver. She's really not. She's really not. 
But, you know, they're they're super excited. They invite Minx into their music room. And Minx is like, oh, your music room is so beautiful. And your instruments are so awesome. And do you have a security system? And they're like, no. And she's like, oh, I have to install one for you. And my first thought was, why don't they have a security system? Uh-huh. You live in the world with the misfits. <laughs> like, there should be video cameras <laughs> on should. all the outside of the house. There should be, there should already be alarms on the windows. So that yep. when Zipper comes in to plant another bomb... Under Yum. a couch seat. Right. Like under a cushion. Under a cushion. It's just did y'all think that y'all did, they don't even have a dog. <laughs> yeah. So this next scene is really weird to me, but it's Riot and Rapture, I believe, getting interviewed and Minx interrupts because Rapture's talking about she's she's got like what is it, a crystal ball or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like always. Yep, just typical rapture, conning people. Yeah, she talks about something that the the interviewer interprets as, oh, so you could tell who you were in a past life, and rapture's like, yeah, totally. And then, you know, Minx walks in and is like, no, this is totally a scam. She does this all the time. You shouldn't right. listen to her. <laughs> Not only that, but she was like, you know, she bought that crystal ball last week, last and then she week. said... And Riot's grandfather was a Welsh coal miner. And I'm oh, like, I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's hilarious. Oh, Jesus. That's that enough out of you, Minx. Right. That was great. That was awesome. This is where they sing the song. Because this is where they're like, uh, yeah, yeah. what's wrong with you? And then they start singing, are you feeling all right? They try to make her play a song and she starts playing classical music. And for some reason they're like oh that was awful but then i'm like but i feel like rapture and riot would appreciate classical music so i feel like that was the wrong reaction for them like the problem is that she's playing classical music and also why would she play classic like that that aspect of the scene doesn't actually make a lot of sense but whatever it's because they're trying to show that that something's wrong with minx and now they have to sing about it they have to sing and she's about hooked up in the music video to a very creepy looking machine this the whole video is weird like they're running tests on her and it didn't seem super consensual they keep grabbing her yeah right right grabs her a lot it's like come over here what are you doing i'm like uh what is happening like these people's relationships seem very messed up well i i just don't like how it's from from their perspective it's the it's like she's not healthy somehow by being nice like there's like she's fundamentally broken somehow, which is not cool. Well, I don't know if it's that or if it's just the change in personality. Um, although if she had been nice, they probably never would have started the group to begin with. And don't they threat don't don't Rapture and Riot threaten to kick her out of the band if she doesn't change back to who she yep. was? You're like, you need to be the cold, callous, mean, evil minx right away, or you are out of the stingers. And she runs and off. And that her. drives her back to the holograms, and then we get to see her again with Rio, who's uh, still working on that that synthesizer. I guess he's struggling. And, you know, she she's obviously still infatuated with him, and he, you know, I, I thought he was pretty gentle about it, trying to turn her down but you know she's like nobody loves me you don't love nobody cares about me you don't care about me she's like i don't want to live anymore and she's pretty 
fragile at this point. She is. And and what I found like super fascinating about this is that she did immediately go to nobody wants me. I'm throwing myself off a roof. Like, like mm-hmm. that's pretty extreme. And, and I don't think that that was a mistake. Like, I don't think that they were just like the plot. I think that, you know, they were trying to actually delve into something here because, you know, Minx has not only had like a really weird, severe change in personality, but it kind of shows how she doesn't seem to have any kind of identity outside of her group. And that kind of goes along with like the weird, weird relationship she and Rapture have with Riot, where like they think that he's this perfect man and that mm-hmm. he can do nothing wrong. And remember when like, you know, it, in the bands break up when Riot was gone, they're like, life has no meaning, there's no Riot. But they're like not in love with him. And so, yeah, it just, like, she just doesn't seem to have her, seem to feel that she has her own identity. And so that's why it actually makes a lot of sense where the singers reject her and then she goes to Rio and she's like, literally, you are the only thing that I have in my life now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, this is super creepy, but she's clearly very upset. And so I can't just like tell her no, because like he tells her no really gently. Like for once, Rio is not a complete ass. And she's like trying to throw herself off a roof. Like it's, uh, this well, is I mean, like the such show a mess up situation. New, they don't do this yeah. that often, but they do occasionally try to touch on, you know, complex subjects, like uh, complex subject matter anyway. Uh, like what was the last one with, um, the, um, I don't remember her name now, but uh, one of my favorite episodes, that orphan that her parents die in a car crash and she comes to stay at Starlight Mansion. She gets, she becomes a drug addict. Yeah, Yeah. she becomes Uh, a drug addict. That was really just a genuinely kind of through the whole episode. It's just, it's really, really rough. Just watching someone deteriorate slowly at a young age like that. And you get to see the effects of it. But yeah, I mean, you know, she's on the rooftop. uh, Minx is in kind of a fragile state and Rio runs up to the roof and I think Jerrica's with him and eventually talks her down. And then she clings to him and tells him that he's the only thing keeping her from death. Yeah. So again, this is not like he managed to talk her down, but that I, they have to be careful because if, if she says something like that, that's a sign that this person is still not okay. And so we're back at Starlight Mansion again now, and Minx is finally uh, sort of putting the fi- the finishing touches on the the new alarm system, which is very impressive that she's she knows a lot about electronics. She mm-hmm. does. She's very technical. Like she installs everything herself, and she's like shows them. The funny thing is, she's like, "This is the code for when you want to turn it on, and this is the code for when you want to turn it off." They were different Completely codes. Completely different like, code. Yeah, that's that's bad design. I feel like that's not okay. And also, nobody wrote it down, which makes sense. Nobody stupid. wrote it down. I think they were too distracted by all the uh, Starlight girls running around with the uh, water guns shooting each other. This is true. This is and, true. And uh, poor Mrs. Do... Bailey, she's like, you're getting water all over the place. <laughs> At yeah. least it wasn't one of the ones with the green ink in it. Yeah, that was poor Aja. Yeah, why, but, okay, why was so she worried about I... the water and not the ink? I don't, I don't know. Well, the other girls didn't have the ink. I think that was Ashley's bright idea. But the so I love Minx's outfit in this scene. Um, 
I know outfits, but um, because like she drags Jerrica off. She's like, okay, now that I've done this, Jerrica, I have another surprise for you. She drags Jerrica off to like the house of fashion, <laughs> the house du fashion or whatever. But I, I, cause, and that's when I started to notice Minx's outfit here because she has on this really great hat that is like, mm-hmm. I've seen this hat before. It's like, you know, a structured little, not a pillbox hat, but it's, it doesn't have a brim or anything. And it's like red and it like looks really good with her yellow jacket and whatnot. And I was like, oh, the hat is so cool. And I was actually just remembering that in the last episode, in the fashion episode, in the very first scene where they go to the fashion show, Jem is wearing like literally a fur hat, like you would wear in Russia, like just on top of her head. And it was horrendous. But this hat was awesome, which just proves that Minx is far more fashionable than Jem uh, will ever be. Yes. So, <laughs> that's sleeker. Cool. She's, she is. She's sleeker. She just has like a much better put together look. Um, but then she like tells Jerrica, she's like, I didn't mean for it to happen, but Rio has fallen in love with I know, me. I know. I just started so laughing. <laughs> poor, poor Minx. She thinks that everybody loves her. And so she's like, but that's okay because I will help you get a new man. And so I paid for all of these people, all these fashion people to give you a makeover. And literally while Jerrica's like, no, no, I don't want it. Somebody smacks her in the face with mud. And I'm like, good for you. Good for you, house du fashion people. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell that I laughed, like literally laughed out loud at that scene where Jerrica gets thrown into the chair and Minx says that thing about how, like, <laughs> what was her line again? About how you need to, fu- that you need to, uh, oh God, help me out here. I don't know. What was I it? You need to try something new. I can't remember. I just remember her saying, Rio's falling in love with me. So I'll help you get a new man. Well, like, yes, oh, that's God. what it is. That's what it is. It's like, really? <laughs> She's so, young, young and naive. Like, so hilarious. So while that's happening to Jerrica, which, you know, thankfully we fade to black on. That. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. That could have pretty see. hilarious. That's true. Like, I just wanted, I wanted to see them rip Jerrica's horrible clothes off. Because quite honestly, Jerrica was wearing one of her more unfortunate, ugly outfits when, when Minx dragged her away. Like, she's wearing that weird striped top and those horrible pants. Like, Jerrica, you know, sometimes Jerrica, she puts on some outfits that are really nice looking. And sometimes you're just like, were you, did you get dressed in the dark? What is wrong with you? Why foster children? I guess. Like, why do you even own that outfit? Like, couldn't you just get energy to make you another better looking outfit than that? Like, just stop. (laughs) But back at the Starlight House, of course, chaos reigns everywhere because all the girls are like running around with their toys. But here's my question, because we were talking about, you know, how the girls had like these water pistols and then Ashley like shoots Aja with the one that has the green food coloring or whatever it is in it. And and my thought was just like, okay. Minx came over and she brought these girls, you know, the, the treats. And then suddenly there is chaos. And I'm like, do these children not have toys? No. I mean, I guess not because they literally act as if giving them these toys caused them to behave badly. But why? Well, so kids, when they get new toys, sometimes can be a little chaotic. Um, I, I think it just served the plot, though. <laughs> it's just as usual because right. of the plot, right? And you look, like some girls are sitting there and they're like, "Oh, oh, we're so sick. It hurts." They're like, "Well, what hurts?" They're like, "Stomachs." They're like, "Oh, you've been eating all this crap." And I was like, "Well, why weren't you watching?" Hello? Them? Right? Like, hello, mothers, foster mothers. Like, why did you let them eat that whole tub mm-hmm. of ice cream? Like, 
Why didn't you say you can have some of that now? And you and can where have some of that where later. was Mrs. Bailey here to say, no, enough ice cream? Right. Well, she was too busy chasing children around with the water pistols, which again, like then they, they didn't even listen to her because Mrs. Bailey said, stop it. And they laughed at her and ran away. <laughs> and I'm like, what is, I don't understand. Like Minx's toys are mind control devices that make children act like little jerks. It's probably coffee ice cream. Well, it's just terrible. It's mm-hmm. just terrible. And so then they all have a family meeting where they're like, Ever since Minx came in here, this whole place has been terrible. It's Wait, like, hold well, on. Did again. we talk about the? We haven't talked about the alarm, the fact that they for, don't have the codes. Oh, that's right. So one of the foster girls goes to open up a window, and when she does, the alarm goes off, and they're like, "Oh no, that alarm! Well, what's wrong with it? I've forgotten the code. Did you not write it down? I feel like that's not Minx's fault either. No, it's not her fault. Although the system should have had just a single code to turn it on and off. I've never heard of an alarm system that had two separate codes like that. I just feel like, like the, the code Very for the odd. alarm, there weren't enough numbers. Like the numbers weren't far enough apart. I don't know what the code was to turn it off, but the code to turn it on was like 1534. I was like, no, 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 no. That's All those numbers are too close together. Now we get the scene where the holograms get together. They have this little meeting and they got to discuss... The problem that is Minx being too nice. Now, or not that she's too nice, but she's, I guess, she's mm-hmm. trying yeah, too hard. Like she's trying basically. to help. That's she what they're getting at. creating problems, like Jerrica's outfit. Because we talk about, because Jerrica walks in with her uh, new look after they got, turn the screaming alarm off. Got like the diamond b- blue blush on her cheeks and... Why is it that whenever they want to make Jerrica look fancy or or nouveau riche or whatever it is, they always like take a weird tall, like spiky ponytail on top of her head? Like, I don't understand why that's always the go to. So they're they're having this conversation and Minx unfortunately happens to eavesdrop on on the conversation, walks in in the middle of it and uh, she doesn't handle it very well. But they do try to explain why they feel. I mean, even Rio was explaining the whole the whole synthesizer building project, saying that you did everything. Like I didn't learn anything, and that wasn't that wasn't the point. Uh, but she doesn't she doesn't really understand why what she the way she's doing it, the way she's doing things isn't isn't ideal. Like I, from her perspective, she is being helpful, but she's being a little right. Obnoxious. And I don't think they do a terribly good job of explaining it. I know. I feel like this this whole situation was kind of set up by the script, but it doesn't feel real or it doesn't feel natural. And so then this whole conversation feels really terrible. You know, in so many ways, like how we've seen Rio behave, I think the way he addresses this is kind of in line with his character because he does. I mean, a lot of the characters in the show don't communicate very clearly with one another. And there's this one specific line where he's talking to Minx about the project and he, he says to her, you took this project away from me. And that's a very, I feel a very abrasive way of trying to say what the what the actual like issue is here he should have tried to let her down a little bit more gently and explain you know why it is the, like what she's doing isn't the best approach like you can be like i felt like he could have explained it in a way that that 
was very clear to her, like, you can be helpful, but not, you know, you got to let, this was my project and, you you know, you got to let me do something so I can actually learn. You don't need to not say, only well, that, you took but this he should have been communicating that all along. Like, I really appreciate your help with ABC. Now I would really like to do DEF on my own. Or, you know, if you don't mind watching to help me, you know, make sure that to walk me through it as I do it. Or, you right. know, something instead of just like standing there watching her and then getting mad. Well, I think that also we get into like they sort of tried to show that he tried to do that. And she was like, you don't love me. He's like, OK, OK, OK. So. So then we're, I feel like we're sort of getting mixed messages here because I feel like the reason why Rio didn't communicate with her is because every time he tried to, she became fragile and acted like she was going to literally throw herself off a roof again. And so I think that that is something different to address than just well you took my project away from me but the two things seem to have gotten conflated and that i think is what's really weird about this Mm -hmm. maybe he did say it that way because he was just or maybe he didn't say anything earlier because he was so concerned with her state that maybe she would have done something regrettable right but then at this point they're they're just like well we've we've had enough and so now we're going to sing at you yeah, they've had too much. My takeaway for this song. was, and I quote, we don't watch our foster kids and it's your fault. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I wrote... Mean, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I wrote, the melody was good, but what a mean song. I mean, it was just mean. It is. Like, even as it's trying to pretend to be like a sort of soft shoe, like, well, you, you know you mean well. But it's just too much. Like, stop it. Stop being so nice. Get out of our lives. You know, you're like, oh, God. That's, I don't like this song. Like, even though, yeah, I think, like, musically, it's a, it's a nice song. I This is this song is the reason why I don't watch this episode. Um, I have listened to this song several times. I've listened to my, like, gem, you know, MP3s. And every time I hear the song, I'm just like, oh, God, it was so mean what they did to Mace. Like, she was really trying hard. But I also had forgotten how like she almost you know she ran up to the roof to you know say she was gonna kill herself because nobody loved her and i'd forgotten all of that part of it but i did remember thinking when i saw this episode for the first time i was like yeah we're kind of hard on her she was just she was trying to be nice yeah this whole situation is just handled so poorly and i really feel that maybe if they if they handled it differently she wouldn't have gone back to her old ways like she needed somebody to really be with her and kind of mentor her and and help her because she's just in this fragile state, and she obviously is influenced by these other these two other people in the band. So she needs yeah. to really be. And separated they do it for all sorts of people. other people, but they don't do it for her. Yeah, yeah. It just it, once again, I feel like it boils down to a communications issue where you know. Jim slash Jerrica could have said, okay, hey, I see that you're really trying to be helpful here, but um, we don't give foster kids free reign over ice cream. So, um, you know, why don't we dish out some now and then put it in the freezer? And, oh, hey, I see you're really trying to help us out. Why don't we sit down so that we can talk about, you know, how that can happen? And I, I just feel like, I don't know, I get so tired of Jim and her friends playing the victim. I mean, there's true victimization and there are true people, there are people who are continually 
um, affected by it, who are truly victims of circumstance and of people continually. I don't feel like that's what this is. I feel like, like Jim and Jerrica and the rest of them have opportunities to communicate and they don't do it. And then they get whiny. And I find that really frustrating. Everything falls apart after the music video. Uh, she decides to go back to her old ways uh, because clearly, I mean, I, I understand from her perspective. I mean, she's tried so hard and it nothing's worked. And so she, I guess, is just backed into a corner. She doesn't feel like there's anywhere else to go but be the old mean person that she was. And so she grabs the toys from the kids, like hand those back, and she grabs the paint guns and starts shooting up everybody. And she just... Oh, no, no, but but first she throws the synthesizer out the window. Oh, yes, the synthesizer, <laughs> yeah. Like, at no, first it, she... she's going up to the roof again to throw herself yeah. out the window, but no, it's just a synthesizer. <laughs> and then she lets the concert die because she swung back to the other extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, you know what? Nobody needs to ask for her help anymore on anything because she's Minx and she's she's just going to do her thing. And there's also mm -hmm. a scene where Rio's uh, working on a synthesizer. So I'm, I take it he built, he must have built a new one from scratch. There's no way he repaired that one that shattered in a million pieces, right? Oh, no. That, that was, yeah. that was Birdseed. Oh, yeah. Like, no. He, that one was smashed to smithereens. But yeah, but he's like, I'm not as fast as Minx, but I am learning. It's like, okay, fine. That's good for you. I'm glad that you're mm -hmm. learning. Whatever, sir. We should talk about the very last scene when they're at a club about to perform on stage and the power goes out. The circuit breaker is completely blown. And Rapture mentions, lol, you should just get Minx to fix it. Just fix it. She'll, you know, she'll fix it in a couple of minutes. And she starts filing her nails. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she's like, nope. <laughs> I mean, and it ends like that. I feel like I don't know. I felt like that was the wrong button to put on that episode. Well, how would you have ended? I think it? I would have just ended it with that scene with Rio and Rio and Jerica, or like, or maybe just a scene where she goes back and they're like, "Are you back?" And she's and you know she said something about how you know she's like, "I'm done helping people. I want to be with you," or whatever it is. Like I I wanted to see that reconciliation scene with her and the and the stingers. Like maybe she takes like. Like, you know, they're somewhere and she goes up to a small child and takes his candy and walks away. And they're like, yeah, you're back. Yeah. The stingers or something like that. But like that, I don't feel like that was the right scene. Sorry, Christy Marks. I didn't mean to criticize you deeply, but. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, they, they, go, they only have 20 minutes, right? So they got to be very careful about what they include. But that's not to say that there isn't any room for improvement. Always room for improvement. You've been listening to the Jamcast on Hologram Radio. I'm Alex Knight, joined by Aline Sims, as always, who is done with Less Than or Equal, but you can check out some of the other podcasts that she guests on, which, by the way, why don't you tell us the podcast that you have been on recently? Oh, I'm uh, a sometimes guest on the Incomparable Network of Podcasts. Um, my husband and I do a game show over there called Intro Vocabulum, um, which is not password. Um, don't call it password. And um, I, I'm on the the main show where we talk about geeky pop culture things. And I also occasionally guest on uh, Clockwise on the Relay Podcasting Network. Um, and that's a 30 minute tech show with uh, four people um, who talk about tech topics. Um, so yeah, that's 
that's where you can find me right now. Great. And people can head over to aleanmean.com to check out your writing whenever you happen to post them. Once every six months. And you can follow Aline on Twitter at Aline. That's A-L-E-E-N. And Kate Tempest Bradford. KateTempestBradford.com where you can find all of her writing, links to her social media. And what else are you up to these days? Attending conferences mostly? Yeah, going to conventions and doing my teaching. I teach a class um, or I teach several classes through writingtheother.com. That takes up a lot of my time these days. Right. And you have a Facebook group, don't you? A... It's relatively new. I'll say relatively. Well, yeah, my Facebook group is called Tempest in a Teapot. So if you search Facebook for that, you can find it. Or if you go to facebook.com slash Bradford, you'll find like my sort of like public Facebook profile. But basically, I'm like, if you want to actually see the stuff that I post about like the podcast that I'm in and other projects that I'm doing, then you should join my Facebook group. And there's like a link to that right there in my Facebook profile. Great. And people can follow you on Twitter at... Tiny Tempest. Tiny Tempest. Yep. Because it's short and I'm Tempest. And for this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Gem Podcast. We're on Facebook under Gem Podcast as well. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to ensure you get every new episode each and every week. And if you use iTunes, why not drop a rating in there? That helps other people find the podcast and also makes us feel good. You can find our podcast in pretty much any podcast player. We're on TuneIn and Stitcher as well, and Google Play Music. If you'd like to show your support, the best way you can do that is by going to patreon.com forward slash hologram radio and become a monthly sustaining donator. That helps us pay for our bandwidth and server costs because believe it or not, there are costs. Can you believe that? Podcasting actually costs some money for equipment. It can cost a lot of money, so that definitely does help us out. Let's it for this week. Show's over, Synergy. Synergy.